hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman. I'm the commission's president. We will start with announcements. Good evening. We would like to start the meeting with a land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush alone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush alone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects to acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. This meeting is being held in a hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person at City Hall Room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or to listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 874-4050-3159. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the Commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person, and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comments, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you're asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you're also viewing the meeting on SFCuff TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you, SFGov TV and Media Services, for sharing this meeting with the public. All right, Mr. Rice, let's do the roll call. Um, I'll be doing that tonight. Thank you. Um, okay, President Plyman. Here. Uh, I'd like to note for the record that Vice President Camino is currently absent. Commissioner Perez. Here. Commissioner Thomas. Here. Commissioner Wong. Here. Commissioner Torres. Here. And Commissioner Falzon. Here. All right, thank you. The first order of business is consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under the California Government Code Section 54953E. Do we have a motion to adopt that resolution? So moved. Is there a second? Thank you. Is there any public comment on that agenda item? Uh, so yeah, please speak into the microphone if you can. Thank you. Please state your name and you have three minutes. Hi. Is this being broadcast live? It is. That's, yes. That's the feed. Terrific. Hi. My name is Michael Petrellis, and 
I am here to talk about public comment and teleconferencing. I'm asking this body to um, take a stand to retain remote public comment. Unfortunately, there is an effort by a supervisor to end remote public comment. This motion that he's made before the Rules Committee would um, require handicapped people, working people, um, a lot of people with health challenges to um, force them to come here to City Hall. I have just rushed into this meeting room because Muni is not reliable. And I think that this panel needs to say that you will um, continue to take remote public comment from people who cannot attend the meetings. It is um, really important that every commission take a stand in favor of um, allowing everyone to make comments on telephone. The other thing that's related to this is um, I would like for this body to consider calling for um, SFGovTV, the Board of Soups, and all the responsible parties to allow the public to make remote public comment via Zoom. We live in tech America, and it's a shame that it took hundreds of deaths from COVID and this pandemic of the coronavirus before the Board of Soups and the mayor finally allowed um, telephone remote um, uh, public comment. Before that, um, people would have to spend a good hour or so to get to City Hall, and then we have to sit around and wait for general seconds. public comment, and um, it's a real burden on us. So um, if we were able to um, not only call in on telephone, but also uh, to use new technology like Zoom to show our beautiful faces, I think that would be terrific. And I hope that this panel will be the first to um, support all of that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there any further public comment on this agenda item? There is none. All right, we'll close public comments and we can vote. Okay, President Plyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wong. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. And Commissioner Falzon. Aye. All right, the resolution been approved. The next agenda item is general public comment. These are items that are not on the agenda. Does anybody want to speak on items that are not listed on tonight's agenda? Um, I would like to show an image on TV. Is that possible here to use this computer? Ask our tech show an staff. Um, you know what's better? Is it a print image? It, no, it's a digital. Um, uh, uh, a, a video. Well, it's a still image on YouTube. 
Okay, um, I'm going to need to get that ready. I mean, uh, it's going to take me some time to get that set up. Um, um, while so you're doing that, I will see about turning this on and showing something on the overhead, if I may. Yeah. So you have it's the timer's already started. Let me um, switch to the. Believe it or not, there's not a on or off button here. Um, I'm working on this right now. It's called document camera. Oh, there you go. You have the magic touch, my friend. <clears throat> Let me try zooming. Ah. Well, there we go. Three minutes. Um, please stop the clock, and I will um, begin my com public comment. Please stop the clock. I want to start from the beginning and have my three minutes. Okay. And I will now. Okay. Um, All right. So are you starting now? Ready. Okay. Hi, my name is Michael Vitrellis again, and what I'm showing on the overhead here is a letter, an email that Stephen Torres used um, in his capacity as head of the um, Castro LGBT Cultural District. He used city infrastructure to um, uh, dehumanize me. He is complaining in this email about activities I took to save the Castro Theater. And um, Torres, in this email, which was sent to a lot of people, is complaining that um, uh, uh, there were going to be um, teleconferences about saving the Castro. And at the very end, he talks about a um, rally that I was organizing. The proposed demonstration on the 28th also feels similarly unfocused and a waste of resources and momentum. Okay, SFGovTV, please come back to me and leave that letter. Um, what I'm here to complain about is um, what we call in the gay community control queens. Uh, SFGovTV, come back to me, please. Um, Stephen Torres here um, needs to be called out uh, because my resources were used to have this rally that was outside the Castro Theater, and I wanted to show you an image of hundreds of people exiting the Castro Theater on that day, and my message of save the seats. There was only one person who objected to a rally I organized to save the seats, and Torres needs to be called out about this. He says that my action was unfocused. Here is the message that he found unfocused. Save the seats. It is not okay that Torres wants to serve as a gatekeeper, both with the um, cultural district and as head of the um, Friends of the Castro Theater Stakeholders Coalition of Friends of the Stakeholder Coalition. He wears two hats in that role. Now he's wearing a third hat here on this commission. It is not okay what he has done to undermine cultural activism in the Castro to save the Castro Theater. 
I am asking this body to debate saving the Castro Theater. Let's have a discussion at this commission about saving the Castro Theater and having a multiplicity of approaches. Not just the Here approach that Stephen Torres wants. All right, thank you very much. It is important to say save the seats regardless me, sir, of your what time, Torres your time up. has please, to say. Please have a seat. I know Everybody my time is up, Everybody gets but I have waited almost a month to call him sir, out. Sir, I'm going to ask it you to has sit down to be done. Right now, please, please sit down. I will sit down if you will tell me you will hold Torres accountable and that, schedule you're a meeting just your about the Castro Theater. Please sit down. This is not a give and take. This is general public comment. I need you to sit down right now or we have to call the sheriff. Those are your two options. You're going to call the law out. Sir, don't wreck everything you've accomplished. <laughs> Just sit down. I am here to demand accountability down, of sir. Stephen Torres. Thank you very much. I have delivered it. Thank you. Is there any more? Are there any more general public comment items for tonight? Yeah. I will be back. Now that I know where to hold Stephen accountable, I will be back. Is there any more public comment? Senior Analyst Rice? There is none. All right, we'll close general public comment and we'll move on to number four, which is approval of the meeting minutes for January 17th, 2023. Do we have a motion to approve the minutes of January 17th, 2023 for the commission hearing? So moved. Seconded. Is there any, do we want to make any changes to the minutes? Is there any public comment on the uh, meeting minutes? Um, I'm checking and there is none. All right, we'll close public comment on the meeting minutes and we can vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wong. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. And Commissioner Falzon. Aye. All right, the meeting minutes are approved and we're on to number five, which is a report from Director Wyland, I believe. Yes, thank you, President Flyman. Good evening, commissioners. It's a shame that uh, Michael left early because I am going to be updating on our uh, new uh, public policy body meetings rules beginning March 1st, 2023. So this is my only update for tonight, and I just wanted to do this in a public setting. We're going to be sending this to you if we haven't already. I believe May may have already sent it your way. Uh, the mayor is ending the declaration of the emergency on February 28th. Um, this is following the governor's announcement that the statewide emergency is ending on that same date. Therefore, all orders regarding the conduct of meetings of policy bodies during this time will also end. So this new memo sets forth general legal rules that will govern meetings of policy bodies, and they will be going back to in um, to where we were in place pre-pandemic. There are a few uh, distinctions, though, to that. So generally, in-person physical presence is now required for all commission members to attend meetings. There are narrow exceptions to the physical presence requirement as stipulated in the new Brown Act teleconference provisions enacted in 2022. They are as follows. Subcommittees of the larger policy body can still teleconference. Uh, members taking parental leave or certain child care responsibilities uh, may be excused. 
members with a disability subject to a reasonable accommodation. So when a member of a policy body attends meetings remotely under this rule with the above exceptions, uh, the policy body must allow members of the public to attend remotely and offer public comment remotely. Otherwise, there is neither a requirement for no near nor a prohibition on allowing members of the public to attend meetings of a policy body remotely. Um, so essentially, uh, the only thing that's gonna change is that all of us have to now be here, but members of the public, uh, those that are in our ADA community can certainly attend online in our hybrid format still, so we will keep that going. Obviously, there is no mechanism for enforcement there, uh, so anybody that does join uh, remotely, we would have to allow them to present public comment to us in that format, uh, because we're obviously not going to be asking. We may just have a disclaimer in the chat each time at the beginning to, to note that this is uh, specifically for uh, these reasons that you can be joining remotely. Um, so you'll be seeing everybody in person, but luckily I think we're already at that place, so this not, should not be a huge leap. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Question? Yeah. I may have missed it, but um, is there any exceptions for commissioners to hear remotely? Uh, no, not not as previously uh, used. So, cool. yeah. Any more questions? Uh, just a comment in the vein of transparency, as folks have. <laughs> if you didn't know already, I also sit on the Cultural District Advisory Board, and we will continue to have um, public comment and the ability to attend our meetings virtually as we have throughout. So that will continue as well. Great. No further questions here. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There's none. All right, we will move on to number six, which is a report from Deputy Director Azevedo. Thanks, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Um, so we have a quick update here this evening. We've received 24 311 complaints since our last hearing. I have a couple of updates for you, and then, of course, ask questions if you have any. So my first update this evening is about Adobe Books, which is located over at 3130 24th Street. Adobe Books is a co-op bookstore that holds an LLP permit from our office. On Friday, January 13th, the business hosted an event called Total Fucking Chaos, and unfortunately, a violent incident transpired outside on 24th Street during the event. The incident was brought to my attention via emails from nearby neighbors. After reviewing the emails, I spoke with legislative aide Santiago Lerma from Supervisor Ronan's office, Captain McEachern and Officer Ortiz from Mission Station, and the manager of Adobe Books to learn more about the incident. In reviewing the incident reports, both from the business and SFPD, it appears the parties uh, may have been attending the event at the bookstore that night, but there was no clear nexus for us to take enforcement action on their entertainment permit. Um, I want to clarify that since they hold an LLP permit, a security plan is not a requirement of their permit conditions. And further, the event on January 13th did not include entertainment, so their LLP permit was not activated that evening. We did not have grounds to take enforcement action due to the fact that there was no entertainment and because LLP permits do not normally require submission in compliance with security plans. However, I want to bring this to your attention because you all have the ability to call the permit holder into a future hearing date for possible reconditioning of their permit to include security conditions. A couple of our concerns are the fact that the co-op does not employ paid staff for their events. Rather, they use volunteers to oversee the bookstore. 
Also, their events are well attended and likely exceed their 49-person capacity. We believe that the permit holder could benefit from hiring identifiable security to manage crowd control issues or potential escalation like what occurred on January 13th while hosting entertainment events, or excuse me, events with entertainment. Please advise if you would like them to come to our next hearing and I'll follow our due process protocol to send the permit uh, holder a formal request to appear. The next update is about the lookout, which is located at 3600 16th Street. The lookout holds a POE permit from our office, and since July of last year, we have received 12 complaints about them. I'll note that from July to October, we received nine complaints, and then things quieted down until January when the complaints have started ramping up again. In response to the initial complaints, inspectors found that sound was leaking from their balcony if their sliding glass door was left open and that they had an outdated sound limit. So the business worked swiftly to rectify the situation. In August, they purchased new retractable sliding glass doors for the balcony and a sound meter, and Inspector Savrina set a new internal sound limit. Since then, we've received six more complaints and have visited the business six times, and they've been operating in full compliance each time. This includes the last three complaints and site visits in January in which sound measurements showed the business operating under their approved sound limit and their balcony doors were closed. At this time, EC staff are recommending that the commission direct inspectors to deprioritize responding to complaints at the lookout as they have demonstrated ongoing compliance. And my last update for you this evening is about Big Baobab over at 2243 Mission Street. They were approved for a POE permit in July of 2022, and I issued the permit in September of 22 after they finished all of their inspections. You may recall at their hearing for their POE permit, there was some strong opposition from their residential neighbors next door, who have since lodged numerous complaints both to the EC and ABC about Big Baobab Sound. Between, between September 28th, 2022, and February 7th, 2023, we have received 12 311 sound complaints. In response to the 12 complaints, our inspectors have visited the business 10 times, and during all 10 site visits, they've been found in full compliance with their permit and sound limit. So I just want to give you all an update on this and go on the record to state this information. I also just want to note for the record that Vice President Camino arrived during your item. <laughs> Questions? Um, I'd like to propose that we have a discussion about the co-op bookstore because I'm mm -hmm. prepared to pass a motion that we have them come in. Um, so it's not an agenda item, so we're limited a little bit of what we can say, but I think we can say that you personally mm -hmm. feel like they should come in. And you can direct staff. Yeah, we can direct staff. That's fine. Okay, got it. Yeah, but we that still needs to be agreed by everybody, right? Nope. No. Oh, I can just make that? Yeah. You can <laughs> do that. <laughs> Any other spots yeah. while you're at it? I'll, I'll own this. I'll, I'll own this. Yes, I do think they should come before us. That would be my recommendation to staff. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I just had a question about Adobe. Um, this is not the first incident that has been reported to us there. Is that correct? Or That's correct. It's first violent incident of this yeah. nature, of this magnitude, but there have yeah. been other incidents during entertainment events that have warranted uh, enforcement action. Citation has been issued. Yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, with Commissioner Falzon that mm -hmm. just due to the, the the kind of loose volunteer nature of how things are going, that um, certainly when they're having entertainment, we need to make sure that they're um, buttoned up and that we're doing our part. So I second that. Uh, not officially second it. I just say that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the because <laughs> we're not voting. Support. <laughs> yeah. Great. 
Um, I just had a question about the lookout. Did, did, was there these complaints? I, you may have said it. Are they anonymous? Are they coming from? They're all anonymous. All I actually didn't mention that. Thanks for pointing that out. They're all anonymous. Um, and we received three in January uh, that were responded to virtually in real time. And compliance was demonstrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also very content with deprioritizing that Great. from our inspectors. They have enough to do. All right, uh, any more questions? Is there any public comment on uh, the deputy director's report? There is none. Okay, I'll close public comment, and we're on to number seven, which is discussion and possible action to adopt criteria for the Entertainment Commission staff review and agenda setting of permit applications for eligible businesses, transitioning from a just add music permit to a brick and mortar permit. Thank you, President Blyman. So the Just Add Music or JAM permit was created on the 27th supplemental to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency dated February 25th, 2020. The JAM permit created, JAM permit program created a streamlined process for businesses to, for businesses to administratively obtain a permit to host outdoor entertainment and or amplified sound under the shared spaces program. On March 31st, 2023, the JAM permit will sunset and under the 27th supplemental, there will be a 60 day wind down period for businesses to continue operating under their JAM permit before the program officially terminates. Once the emergency program concludes, businesses that wish to continue operating outdoor amplified sound and or entertainment must apply for a brick and mortar permit for their proposed activity. Businesses may either apply for a new brick and mortar permit or if they already hold an indoor entertainment permit, they may amend their existing permit to include the outdoor activity. We are calling this transition jam to bam or just add music to brick and mortar permits. Before the pandemic, brick and mortar permit applications that included outdoor entertainment and or amplified <laughs> sound were relatively uncommon. But as we transition out of the jam permit program, we anticipate an increased volume. Specifically, we anticipate many existing jam permit holders applying for a brick and mortar permit to do exactly what they've been doing under the jam permit. Essentially, business owners will go through our codified uh, process to ensure that current outdoor programming continues to follow city's requirements. Commission staff are seeking feedback from the commission tonight regarding adopting criteria for agenda setting of permit application for businesses uh, transitioning from jam to bam. As with all brick and mortar permit applications, a jam to bam transition will still require the submission of a new application, attending an intake meeting, posting to the public for 30 days, conducting neighborhood outreach, and attending an EC hearing. The existing staff protocol to, is to reflect any permit application with outdoor activity on the regular permit agenda during a commission hearing, but moving forward, staff are proposing that jam to bam permit applications who meet certain criteria be reflected on the consent permit, permit agenda. During, um, a, uh, uh, excuse me, this change in protocol will not override the commission's ability to vote to move a permit application off the consent agenda and onto the regular agenda, nor would it remove the opportunity for public comment. It would be, uh, it would simply just be allowing for streamlined application processing as well as commission hearings as we anticipate high volume of applications in the future. Staff are recommending that the commission adopt criteria that aid staff in distinguishing between jam to ban permit permit applications that need to be placed on the regular versus the consent permit agenda. In summary, staff are proposing that permit applications be placed on the regular permit agenda if the application, one, proposes enhanced or differing programming than what was permitted under the JAM permit, two, if there is neighborhood opposition in response to the permit application, three, if there, is un there are unresolved compliance issues, or four, if EC staff determine that the application warrants further review. I'll turn into 
Alternatively, staff are recommending that permit applications that propose to continue operating under the exact same outdoor programming as their jam permit currently allows that do not have that do not receive any neighborhood opposition in response to their application and do not have any current compliance issues be placed on the consent permit agenda. Yep. Okay. That's great. And then just um, at the end of your memo, you'll see the formal language there that we would post online for the public to understand better what that criteria specifically is. Caitlin outlined it very briefly as four major points, but we also go through and outline what would qualify to be put on the consent agenda um, alternatively. So it's very spelled out. If you want to change anything, we can change any of the wording that you see on the memo in the specific criteria sections. I mean, I thank you to the staff for putting this together. I think this makes a lot of sense. I think streamlining this <laughs> process as much as possible, especially for permit holders that are really just continuing with what they've been doing being able to minimize the amount of time they need to spend here um, uh, is great. So thank you, staff, for putting this together. Sounds good to me. The people that aren't changing their business model and will just roll over, is there a filing fee for this, per this application? Currently, yes. We are seeking to institute a waiver program. And it just has not been implemented yet. Yeah, we're hoping that we can get a little more public with that soon, but we have identified dollars. We just need to potentially pass some uh, legislation to actually be able to make it happen. So anybody that's actually applying now that's qualified to, there's only a few set of businesses that Caitlin's been working um, hard to understand their circumstances, really their private outdoor areas, you're gonna start seeing those coming to hearing beginning March 7th. Um, and so those are actually paying up front, so we'd be looking to reimburse them in the future, uh, which is a little messy and not what we wanted for this, but um, it should happen. I just think anything we can do to uh, yeah. help with the burden. Absolutely. So much as it is. Yep. I think it would undermine the spirit of what we're about if we're compounding it. Agreed, Thank yep. You. So these sound reasonable to me. Um, you know, I think there's a there's sometimes a knee-jerk reaction to like trying to over over prescribe mm -hmm. things like this. Like they will come if this and this. And I like these. They're they're more broad. The only thing that it's not a caution. It's just the if staff deems it necessary, which I think is the perfect language. That it's just you know it's then it kind of puts a little more onus on you all to keep track of these places, see if they've had incidents recently, anything that might rise up, which I have full confidence in, but just in, yeah. And I, I suppose we could, uh, is there, is it, is it, can you remind me, is it if staff feels it or is it staff or the commission feels it? Um, so the commission always has the capacity to Got move it. So anything. So you don't need to, you don't need to. So we don't, yeah. Um, but we have language, I think specifically that says the director or their designee. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Then I'm totally fine with it. I think it's okay. great. I just want to echo thanks for putting this together and making this such this I mean especially now um, as people are just grappling with different ways of trying to just stay open I think this will make a huge difference so I appreciate that yeah and one more thing to piggyback on that is it on, on Commissioner Torres and Falzon's 
comments is that you know we we essentially made the potential to have hundreds of new mini venues around the city which each one's an opportunity for an artist to perform to get paid to perform uh, a musician uh, stand-up comedian and so it's been a passion project of mine as you all know to to push leaders to fund this because what I don't want to do is lose it because they don't have the filing fee that would be the worst case scenario that mm -hmm. everybody's just squeaking by so mm -hmm. hopefully the powers that be will hear that and and wave this progress fee. so exactly <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, wow. Yeah. The, uh, the, the board is meeting right now. So AI uh, at work. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, but I think it's really important. We don't want to. We don't want to create all these new places for artists and then and then have them disappear because we're charging them for them. It's that's right. crazy. Um, all right. Um, anything else on that? We need a motion. So is there a motion to adopt the staff recommendations for this? So moved. Seconded. All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item? There is none. All right, we can vote. All right, President Blyman. Aye. Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wong. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. And Commissioner Falzon. Aye. All right, it has been adopted. The next agenda item is number eight, which is hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. I think Deputy Director Azevedo is introducing these. Correct, that's right. We have two on regular agenda this evening. Our first permit on the regular agenda is for Bar Part-Time, located at 496 14th Street. Bar Part-Time has held an LLP permit from our office since July 2021, and they are now applying for the POE permit to have the ability to host DJs after 11 p.m. They don't have any plans to change their current programming and already have an internal sound limit, which they know to monitor closely during live entertainment. The owners have invested in significant sound attenuation and have even suspended their speakers from the ceiling so as to reduce traveling sound frequencies. The business is located in a zoning district that currently does not allow new POE permits, but Bar Part-Time happens to be located at a premise that has an existing CU approval from 2004 that allows nighttime entertainment, making them eligible to apply for this permit. If approved for the POE permit tonight, Bar Part-Time will have to comply with the conditions set forth in planning motion number 16768, which states that entertainment shall only be allowed between the hours of 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Mondays through Thursdays and 6 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Interestingly, the planning motion did not contemplate hours for Sundays, but because they were approved for an LLP at this location, staff are recommending that their entertainment on Sundays shall end by 11 p.m. The owners uh, conducted neighborhood outreach by mailing the letter that is included in your file to their immediate residential and commercial neighbors. In total, they sent 16 letters out and there was no opposition submitted for their application. SFPD Mission Station does not have any added conditions. And here to speak with you this evening are owners Justin, Jeremy, and Dan. That's you. <laughs> That's you. Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, Good evening. I'll turn on the uh, PC so it's a camera if you want, unless you want me to wait. Whatever's better for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want your faces or do you Put want the slides on TV right sure, now? We'll put on our best stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll do live speed right now and then when, when yeah. you're. Uh, I'm very ready. sharp, guys. Uh, ready for the presentation? Just let me know. Cool. Uh, thank you again mm -hmm. for uh, hearing us tonight. Very good. 
Cool. Uh, bar part time, we opened in September 2021 with focus on natural wine and great music. Owned and operated by friends and business partners, Justin Dozel, that's me, Jeremy, Jeremy Castillo, Castillo. Uh, Dan Daniel Small. Small. Yep. Uh, we employ a regular staff of seven San Francisco residents. Uh, business has generated $160,000 in CDTFA sales taxes since opening. We are currently operating with an LLP permit to host regular live DJ programming until 11 p.m., largely vinyl records on a world-class sound system. Uh, BPT is seeking a POE permit to extend existing entertainment until 1.30 Friday and Saturday and midnight on Monday and Thursday. Monday through Thursday. Ah, yeah. Monday through Thursday, pardon me. <laughs> uh, sound treatment and proofing. So, uh, as Caitlin mentioned, significant soundproofing measures have been taken to ensure that sound is kept within the premises. Uh, these include the addition of a secondary wall filled with fiberglass batting and sheetrock, silicone sound gaskets fitted to the interior and exterior doors, and sound grade caulking. Bass traps and acoustic paneling further absorb interior noise to keep sound within BPT's walls. Uh, as you can see in the images on the screen, there are full wall and ceiling treatments to absorb excess sound waves and bass. Uh, silicone sound gaskets for the door ceiling that lead to the back of our bar. And then a double set of soundproof doors leading toward the rear exterior. Outreach and questions. Uh, Again, as mentioned, on January 7th, we mailed outreach letters to the two adjoining businesses, as well as the 14 nearby residences closest to our premises. Uh, we've also notified and spoke with the Office of Supervisor Ronan. Uh, that's all we have. I'll open up to uh, questions from you if you have them. Questions? No questions, just a general comment. I wanted to commend you all for uh, the investment and due diligence you've made in your soundproofing. Um, and for me, it looks like you've already very responsibly been operating under your LLP. Uh, I'm very excited to see how this space develops as a POE, if approved, and um, very supportive of everything you all are doing. And a huge natural wine fan. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say thank you for, of course, employing uh, the seven San Franciscans that you do. That's super important um, in terms of local uh, workforce. Um, I saw in your outreach that you had originally reached out to the Castro Merchants Association. Is that correct? Yes. I was wondering if you reached out to the cultural, the Castro Cultural District or the American Indian Cultural District. I don't believe that we have, no, but we would certainly be open to doing that. I, I would just, yeah, I would encourage you to do so. Um, you fall within the American Indian Cultural District's footprint, but adjoin the Castro Cultural District, and I can help facilitate making that connection if you wish. The, that space, as I'm sure you're aware, has queer history. Um, it was called Screw at one point, and then the Hush Hush. Yeah. And um, Screw, I believe, was the site of a very famous um, Easter-themed performance piece in 1990. So uh, I think um, we can we can set you up with some connections over there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> Hello, thanks for coming in. Doing your community or neighborhood outreach, did you get any feedback from your neighbors? We didn't receive any feedback from neighbors uh, during that process, no. Okay. And in the event that there might be a complaint, what's your policy in resolving the complaint in real time? 
Of course. We have a uh, phone number that's on our website, available on our Instagram, uh, goes to each of our phones. Uh, people can call us, text us at any point. They definitely do. Uh, and we've made it a policy across the three of us to be very diligent about answering those complaints and uh, adjusting to the levels and, you know, to address them as best we can. So, Okay, thank you. Of course. Do you serve hard alcohol or is it just wine and beer? No, just, just wine, wine and beer. And beer. Yeah. Um, normally, I think that was uh, good because things don't get too rowdy, but I was at a going away party on Saturday and we drank so much wine and it got <laughs> super rowdy. Um, um, all right, I don't have. I totally changed my. Totally changed. Maybe we should restrict the hours longer. <laughs> um, uh, I don't have any further questions. Anybody, does anybody? A lot of FOMO tonight. It's one of our best friends. Who's it's leaving. just going to be straight DJs and your, your dance floor. Yeah. Yes. No. Uh, vinyl. Like okay. Yeah. 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 It's a cool spot. We should all go. Yeah. yeah. Please. <laughs> Love that spot. Um, I don't see any more questions, so you can have a seat, and we'll just open this up for public comment. See if anybody is here. I don't see anybody, but maybe on the lines. There is no comment. All right, we'll close public comment, and we can entertain motions. Um, I move to approve with staff recommendations. I'll second. All right, we can vote. Okay, President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Wong? Aye. Commissioner Torres? Aye. And Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Congratulations, guys. You've been approved. Um, please just follow up with our staff uh, at your earliest convenience for next steps. Thank you. And the next one. Great. Second permit on our regular agenda this evening is for a POE change in ownership permit for Mother, located at 3079 16th Street. This location was previously bond bar and held a POE permit from our office since 2015. Mother is a newly opened gay bar that will use the POE permit to host DJs, live music, karaoke, drag shows, and community events. The owner has other businesses in San Francisco, including the live music venue, The Parkside, where she's held a POE permit with us since 2010. Extensive neighborhood outreach was conducted both by passing out copies of an outreach letter and in-person conversation with the folks living and working in the immediate vicinity. There was no opposition to this permit and SFPD station did not have any added conditions. Um, here to speak with you this evening is our owner, Malia Spaniel. Get this up here. Hold up, Dylan. Um, no. Hi, um, a little bit about myself. Um, the venue, the place we're talking about is Mother's at 3079 16th Street. Um, I am the owner and whoa. Uh, I used to own Pop's Bar um, for 10 years. Um, I currently own the Parkside um, where we have uh, live music, 
three to five nights a week. Um, and uh, I've lived in the mission for 29 years, and this is me outside of the now shuttered uh, Lexington Club, which is our last women's um, gay bar, uh, closed in 2014. And this is, I believe, 1996. It's very small. Um, and I have a dog. Her name is Dottie. <laughs> uh, so the, the space we're looking at is on the corner of 16th and Rondell, uh, which is an alley. It's, um, if you've been here long enough, you know it as Esta Noche. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was Bond Bar, and now, um, now I have it, and I would like to bring it back to being gay. <laughs> the women don't have any bars in this town, um, not since 2014. And so I was feeling like we needed a space, and so that's why I am taking this venture on. Um, and my plan is I don't ever want to charge a cover. I'm not a club. I'm not a venue. I'm a neighborhood bar. Um, I can have trivia, bingo, DJs, drag nights, um, movie screenings, karaoke, just, you know, a place where you can go. You never have to worry about having to pay anything or you know, nothing too obnoxious going on and very, very open. Um, the space itself, I have five speakers along the wall. They are all facing inward. Um, that's in the front half of the bar. The second half of the bar, I have four speakers in each corner. Um, and this is a little diagram, if you can see. Uh, my outreach included, I worked the door for, I think, four of the four nights we've been open um, for at least an hour. Uh, the door staff has been there for two years. And so his name is August, and he introduced me to everyone and anyone that walked by. Uh, I got introduced to, all, I've met all the merchants up and down the street and across the street. I've met residences down the alley and became familiar with at least three of them. Um, it's a real small alley. Um, I've reached out to uh, our supervisor and to the SFPD. Um, and so that's my plan. It's beautiful. Can you go back to the outreach page? Because I was still. Sure. <laughs> oh, if you've ever been down, one. if you've ever been in on that corner, you I know exactly where you're at. I, I know who the these guy with Dreadstad of your uh. business model. Yeah, he's very. He's like he's the corner guy. Institution. He's yes. Oh, I know he is. Yeah, I like. I tagged him. <laughs> Acknowledged. Definitely the best outreach page I've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, there's no lie there. It's it's just it's very specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my due diligence. And more, more people every day. I think we found our template for um, <laughs> for all presentations. Yeah, yeah. going forward. Yeah. We want to know. Did you talk to the guy selling weed on the corner? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you what what I'm just curious uh, design changes inside anything no just gonna it's quite nice and, yeah yeah it's gorgeous it was always a nice place inside uh, I just want to say I, I've, I've been by a couple of times already and it's beautiful I got your card I yeah. so, yes yes yeah I just uh, and that was I full disclosure to my colleagues I left a card in my capacity as uh, one of the executive co-chairs of the cultural district we wanted to welcome uh, 
with gratitude, um, you taking over that space. Um, it's resonated with um, the members of the advisory board in, in, a, in a big way. And I think with our community at large, I, from the perspective of queer nightlife workers, um, your commitment to reaching out amongst the community and, and access, like letting everyone know in the way that you did was um, beautiful. And I just thank you so much. Um, and also, yeah, the you know, like uh, I would say, um, feel free to reach out to the Castro Cultural District. I want to say that in the, uh, this past Saturday, the the dedication that you've done to exhibiting both the the present and the past in the uh, digital the graphics that you had was pretty amazing. Uh, I almost I got a little misty eyed actually. Um, and also, I would very much encourage uh, reaching out to the American Indian Cultural District. Um, you're in their footprint, and I think it's important to do that as well. And I can I can help facilitate in whatever way. But absolutely, that'd be just cool. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I want to dovetail on that and say how monumental it is that you're bringing this space back to its queer roots, and what a paucity of spaces we have for queer women and women-identified folks in this city. It's so important that this is happening. I couldn't be more supportive. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, and I'll just add my words to Sins. Just thank you, you know, as a queer woman, thank mm -hmm. you for bringing the, yeah, bringing the space back. Um, you know, I still miss Esta Noche. This won't be that, but uh, we we also need um, queer women's spaces as well. So thank you mm -hmm. uh, for doing this. I look forward to visiting. I haven't been there yet, but I'm really excited to go by. I saw all the photos from opening night go by on Instagram and uh, so on. It looks like you're just really starting off with a bang, and I'm really excited. So delighted to be able everyone's to Everyone's been this. real excited about this. It's, yeah. We're, we're ready for it. Yeah, yeah. we are. We are. Mm -hmm. So thank Good. you. Yeah. All right. I don't have any questions. I'm excited for this as well. So you can have a seat, and we'll open up to public comment. There's no public comment. All right. We'll close public comment, and we can entertain motions. Uh, I move approval with staff recommendations. Seconded. All right, we can vote. Okay, President Plyman. Aye. Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wong. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. And Commissioner Falzon. Aye. All right, congratulations. You are approved, and please follow up with our staff uh, at your earliest convenience. Uh, I believe that's the last permit application, so we're on to number nine, which is commissioners' comments and questions. And Oh, I just want to say happy African American History Month. Uh, let's take time to, uh, this month to pay tribute to the generations of African Americans who struggled with adversity and triumphed through, in spite of those adversities, and remember significant events in the history of the African diaspora. So, happy African American History Month. And before St. Patrick's Day, I mean um, St. Valentine's Day. No. So happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Valentine's Day guy. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bring flowers, roses. Um, <laughs> Only you. I just want to flag. Uh, 
I want to flag a, a piece of legislation I've been working on with uh, Super, uh, Supervisor Assembly Person Haney's office, Assembly members. So uh, it was introduced this week. It is to allow cannabis lounges to offer more than just prepackaged food and prepackaged drinks. So it allow them to serve coffee, serve sandwiches that are made, even be a restaurant. In some cases, no alcohol will be allowed. It will also allow, um, and we're... Um, trying really hard for this, that they could car charge a cover if they need to, so they could turn into a little mini venue that actually uh, supports um, musicians. Um, the issue is that <clears throat> currently having a cannabis lounge makes no worldly sense from a financial position. So, for example, I have a business that has a, a vacant storefront directly next door to my dispensary. It would be a fantastic lounge, but there's no reason in the world that I would pay rent on a space that I can't do anything with. Um, so this gives the opportunity for lounges all over the city that are attached to dispensaries, that's our rules, to um, to have a, offer different products that aren't just prepackaged, not Lunchables anymore. So I'm excited for it, it's in, we're getting a lot of press. Uh, you may have seen it on KQED, but I just wanna flag everybody for it. I think it'd be great and a potential new place for more permitting to happen uh, for us. Supervisor. Supervised consumption sites, yes, of weed, yes. <laughs> um, is there any public comment on this agenda item? There is none. All right, uh, we will close public comment and we will adjourn this meeting at 6.27 p.m. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Recording.